Welcome friends, my name is Debbie Lawrence and this is episode 22 of the Compassionate Leader School podcast. I remember a gathering I was a part of a number of years ago. We were at a wonderful cafe in the heart of Truro where I live. I had been invited to join friends who were also local entrepreneurs and another woman who was visiting from Nottingham, England. She owned an antiques business there, which is really her launching pad as Barb's work takes her around the globe, hunting for that next great piece desired by her whole group of intriguing clients. With four women business owners at one table, it was no surprise that our conversation, of course, turned to entrepreneurship. The discussion that night honed in on what drives a person to work for herself versus seeking employment with someone else. Our guest from Great Britain stated that in her opinion, there were two kinds of people, those who would only choose to be self-employed and those who couldn't imagine having the security of a regular paycheck. I expanded on this by adding that there also tend to be two camps of entrepreneurs, those who believe that even with the challenges they'll, they'll no doubt face, they will be successful, and those who expect the entrepreneurial experience to be a slog and enter into it with fingers crossed. That, of course, led to an animated exchange about success, about its impetus, its fuel, and its many measuring sticks. How do we measure success? Well, you know, from my vantage point, I have an up-close and personal view of the entrepreneurial process in its many shapes and forms. Every client approaches their business venture differently. Everyone infuses their own personality, their own style, their own life experiences, their vision, and their belief system. As unique as each company's operational style may be, there is one distinct behavior that's shared by successful entrepreneurs that's either practiced or not practiced consistently by those who continue to battle to keep their companies afloat. That behavior, my friends, centers on willingness. If a business is thriving, you can be sure that its owner has been willing to take action, willing to work at it, willing to make those calls and seek resources and make tough decisions and have difficult conversations, willing to self-promote, willing to ask for business, willing to get out there and make things happen. More than anything, there's someone who's willing to believe wholeheartedly in the infinite possibilities attached to their actions. They're committed to figuring out how to leverage their resources, their connections and their skills to create the results they desire. And everything I just said about entrepreneurs holds true for career-focused people as well. There are those who have great clarity around where they want to be, and they're willing to show up every day and do what needs to be done, knowing they'll eventually land where they want to be. They take on the scary, uncomfortable, and boring tasks with the same gusto as they do when the opportunity is fun and exciting and fulfilling. They're consistent, and they don't play small. And guess what? they eventually end up where they intended to be. Those watching from the bleachers will often call these people lucky. I say they're the epitome of preparation meeting opportunity. You know, they always say luck is where preparation meets opportunity. Well, 
These are the people who, with their hard work and focus and consistency, they're paving the way for good things to come their way. Again, it's rooted in this thing called willingness. During my coaching sessions, I focus on the importance of being willing to do what needs to be done. The defense mechanism against willingness is yeah, but thinking. Yeah, I know I should do that, but yeah, it would make sense if I invested in that piece of equipment, but yeah, I know I need to ask for the business, but yeah, it would help if I were better organized, but yeah, I know I should increase my prices, but and so on and so on. Those who are holding on to the things that are not working do so nonetheless in the name of yeah, but. You know, the old adage that successful people are willing to do what unsuccessful people either won't do or don't do consistently could not be truer when it comes to this sort of thing. I think of Hannah. Hannah had a great idea for a home-based business and she didn't have any cash though to purchase the equipment and the inventory she needed. She was a client and as we were working through her financial projections and her cash flow statement, Hannah kept wondering aloud if there might be a way to get a loan so that she would only have to pay the interest for the first six months because that would work in her calculations. This would give her the injection of funds needed without relying on investors or tying up revenue during the company's infancy stage. And her automatic response was that she was not sure that that was going to happen. My automatic response was to encourage Hannah to shop her request around, maybe talk to a couple of lending institutions. I mean, what did she have to lose? Well, when she thought about it, although she said, no way, I couldn't do that. They think that I was crazy. No one would go for that. I, you know, she recognized that she did have some resistance there. I wanted to see how willing Hannah was to realize that she could actually get what she wanted if she changed her mindset. So I challenged her as I talked about the importance of just being open to the idea, you know, to do her homework and to get recommendations from other business people. Hannah was cautious, but to her credit, also her willingness to do the work, she tackled each task and as she did, her confidence grew. By the end of the week, she was well prepared for each of three appointments she had made with varying lending institutions. And she could hardly contain her excitement when she called me a late one Friday afternoon with the news that she had done the deal and she had done it her way. She was amazed that she could actually get something that she specifically asked for. That's the payoff for practicing willingness. One of the key challenges here is to refuse to accept the status quo. Instead, you've got to adopt the attitude that anything and everything is possible. Otherwise, you're just going to fall prey to self-doubt, which of course we know stunts action and progress. You know, Beth is a wonderful crafter who specializes in fiber arts. She's passionate about teaching others to create products that they can wear and to use to decorate their homes. And she would say that she was going to be the next Martha Stewart. That's what she really longed for in her heart. Having worked in a craft store where she also led workshops, Beth had played with the idea of writing her own book because everybody kept saying to her, oh my gosh, Beth, you should write your own book or you should put together crafting kits or you should be leading your own series of workshops. And in fact, what she was able to share with me was that she secretly dreamed of having a television program one day. She loved that medium. So 
when Beth originally showed up in one of my workshops, she was just swarming with ideas, but she had no sense of how to bring them to life. Throughout the workshop, and, and it, was a, it was a series of workshops that I was doing with a group of entrepreneurs, she was gaining clarity on her greatest desire, which was to host the crafting show. But she also believed that that would help her secure a publisher for the book that would naturally follow. Now, supporting Beth's desire to gain experience in television production, a fellow participant suggested that she look into the possibility of producing her own show. Like she was like, why wait for someone else? You could do this yourself in this day and age. Create your own YouTube channel and share it in that way. And who knows, maybe someone will notice it and it might get picked up. So that was a good plan. And I really encouraged Beth to start filming shorter segments, play around with it. I said, you know, you can share them on Facebook and on your Instagram accounts and you can, you know, link everybody else uh, back to this YouTube channel. And then maybe you could start to do some segments live and as you were getting more comfortable and start studying what other people who are further ahead on a similar path that you want to go along, look at what they're doing and just just take charge of it yourself. But you've got to be willing to go and do the work. You've got to learn about some things. You've got to get your tech stack in place. You've got to know how to do these things. You've got to do some scripting and plan some storyboards and and do some research and have conversations with people. There's work here, but it absolutely can be done. So I remember the next week, when Beth came back to the program, she apologized to the group for not having done her homework. And she was talking about having had a crazy week at work and it left her with a little, little time or energy to focus on anything else. And so she got a pass. But then the next week she came back with new reasons why she wasn't making progress with her goals. In sensing that she probably needed a little extra support, I arranged for Beth to meet with someone who was doing a very similar thing. This person had a love of baking. I was hoping that by opening the door, Beth would be more motivated and more willing to step through. During a private coaching session that I had with her, I gave her this person's contact information and I explained to her why I wanted her to meet with this woman. And, and I also let her know that this woman was just waiting to, uh, to get an email from Beth and, and she was raring to go. We also talked about what Beth needed to do to prepare for this meeting. Remember, luck is just when preparation meets opportunity. Well, you know, another month went by and still no meeting and no progress for Beth. Each time I met with her, she spoke with great passion about her desire to create the project, but her inaction was an obstacle. She would do some, but it would never be enough to fully complete a task. And Beth's willingness to our lack of willingness to just sit down and put some structure around what needed to get done led to the same result she had always gotten, which was, I know I call it a backseat in the grand crafting theater. Until Beth was willing, she would always be in this place and she would always wonder what might happen if only she could. M.C. Richards once wrote, a knowledge of the path cannot be substituted for putting one foot in front of the other. That is the essence of willingness. Don't be like those people who are wondering aloud why opportunities never seem to come their way or who make a half-hearted a half-hearted effort falling short of maximizing business opportunities. You've got to commit to being someone who's willing, who not only shows up 
but is also someone who consistently makes things happen. Choose to participate. You can't benefit if you're sitting in your office or in your workshop or you're on the couch scrolling through your social media feed. You've got to get up and make things happen. And for those of you who know me well, you know I often quote Larry the Cable, bo- uh, Larry the Cable Guy, you just got to get her done. And don't tether yourself to others' limited expectations of your capabilities. Set goals and then do what needs to be done to achieve them. And along the way, ask for what you need. Whether it's asking for someone's business, um, an extension on a deadline, if you need extra resources, if you want to say to your supervisor at work that you want the opportunity to take on something new or to try um, a new task in some way, or just general support, you've got to be willing to ask. And follow up, follow up, follow up. Opportunities materialize when they're acted on. As the saying goes, you got to strike while the iron is hot, which was the point that I was trying to make with Beth. Otherwise, they'll float about, losing steam every minute they're not nurtured. And, of course, when I go back to Beth and her craft show, some three months later, something inside Beth finally shifted. I remember her saying to me, you know, she said, Debbie, if if I look around and I see all these other people doing the very things that I want to do, and I think, gosh, if they can make those things happen, then, you know, I'm somebody who's talented and creative and I'm hardworking and I'm a good problem solver. Why couldn't that also be me? And I said to her, Beth, you're absolutely right. Now she's become someone who's willing to do what needs to be done to realize her dream. And finally, things are happening because she is willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. All right, my compassionate leaders, your take action challenge this week is to choose some aspect of your career or your business where, quite frankly, you've been stuck or playing small or you've been inconsistent and you're not making the kind of progress that you know you need to make. Ask yourself if the next step you plan to take reflects your belief in your career or your business, the belief in the uh, in the idea or the or the belief in the possibility of your success and knowing that you're going to be successful or does your um, next step reflect your belief that you're probably it's probably not going to work. So, you know, which path are you on? Are you on the path that you say, I am going to follow this path. I'm going to show up and be willing to do whatever it is I need to do because I believe in me and I believe in this project. Or are you going to either only go part of the way, be inconsistent, not even get started, do something that's the opposite. And all of that symbolizes an act of self-sabotage. Will your choices fuel progress or will they be another false start? And don't be afraid of making mistakes. You know, the Canadian-born actress Mary Pickford uh, was known for saying, and I love this, if you have made mistakes, even serious ones, there is always another chance for you. What we call failure is not the falling down, but the staying down. Okay, embracing a mindset of willingness creates an irresistibly positive flow of energy. As soon as others clearly understand what you want to accomplish, see that it's going to work, believe it's worth doing or having, and know your company or the role that you're playing in your company is the best one to deliver on that, you will be a winner every single time. 
You've just got to be willing to show up and do the work. All right. Finally, as I always do, I want to remind you that if you haven't done so already, really, please go to my website, debbielawrence.ca, sign up for the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you like what you're hearing, please, it's important, leave a comment or write a review. I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, here's to giving ourselves permission to show up as open, fierce, and compassionate leaders, and always to living life abundantly. Bye for now. 